0: I know it's not easy, but you have to do whatever you can to-, to beat the living crap out of them. Don't let him push you around. You gotta swoop down like an eagle. Grab them with your claws and sink your fangs into them. But I don't ever want you to start the fight. Welcome to Cobra Kai. I just want you to finish it. It doesn't matter if you're a loser, good. or a nerd, or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass.
1: Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series, Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Yes, Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, Jose What's up, man? What's up with this crazy weather?
2: You know what it is, man. It's more obstaculos trying to get in our way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but hey, just like Cobra Kai, we overcome them, baby. <laughs> that's right, man.
1: It's crazy, though, bro. We had a beautiful last couple of days. We were in the 80s, man, and right. now it's freaking thunderstorm, and it's cold, and man, that's just Texas. So, anyways, bro, enough. This isn't a weather show. This isn't the weather channel or anything like that so let's get into it man i'm excited bro we have three more episodes to cover man i can't believe that we've gotten to you know almost the end of you know covering cobra kai season three but before we get started man i just want to give a shout out to a couple cities a couple states a couple countries man where we have some listeners man so ridley pennsylvania man whoever's listening to us in ridley pennsylvania thank you very much salt lake city utah virginia new york chicago india the country of india which is pretty cool pretty awesome the country of Paraguay and the United Kingdom. Now, there are a couple other countries and cities and states, but I just wanted to highlight those real quick. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, and I know Jose feels the same way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Want to add anything to that, brother?
2: Again, just to echo what you said, man. Just we greatly appreciate, man, them taking the time to listen to us, man, as we break down the show that we love so much. For sure, <laughs> you know,
1: for sure. Heck yeah, man. So thank you for listening, guys. Let's go ahead and jump to it, man. Why don't you give us a synopsis for episode eight of Cobra Kai season three entitled The Good, The Bad, The Badass.
2: Informed that this year's all Valley Karate Tournament is being canceled, the three competing senseis attend a city council meeting to try to save it.
1: All right. Legit, legit. Why don't you go ahead and start us off, brother? Pretty cool opening scene, so I know you're going to start us off there, so... Uh, let's get to it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The opening scene was pretty good. You know, it starts with Daniel at Miyagi Do, um, pretty much just saying how things have gotten worse after the school fight, and pretty much giving a speech to the students saying that the reason we learn karate, but then it cuts and it goes to Johnny at Eagle Fang karate. And um, basically, when Daniel ended, we learned karate is. Johnny basically continues by saying to show the world that we're not a bunch of pansy ass nerds. And, um, you know, basically saying, Johnny's also giving a speech to his students saying that, you know, being badass doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. And the goal is to, and then it cuts and it goes to Crease at the Cobra Kai studio. And uh, when Johnny says the goal is, Crease uh, says it's to win at all costs. And, um, you know, And it continues on through this episode. Then Chris goes on to say that it, that their enemies are attacking them from all sides. And now it's time to show. And then boom cuts, goes back to Daniel at Miyagi-Do. And he says, forgiveness, compassion. And, um, you know, that if you have hate in your heart, you're, you've already lost. And, uh, that it's not easy, but you have to do whatever you can, and then boom, cuts mm-hmm. goes to Johnny yeah. at Eagle Fang. A lot of a lot and of jump
1: cuts, man. A lot of jump cuts yeah. right there for sure.
2: And then it goes to beat the living crap out of them. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny <laughs> being Johnny right there, man. For sure. And uh, he goes on to say, you know, I don't ever want you to start the fight. I just want you to boom, cuts goes to Crease at, uh, at Cobra Kai, and he said to finish it, you know, for good. And, you know, he just ends it by saying, do I make myself clear? And then the camera, or the screen shows, uh, what is it, like a three, uh, all three dojos and their students, and they all say, yes, sensei. And the final shot, of course, of the scene is the three senseis, Daniel, Johnny, and Chris. They're all smiling, you know? And I just like how they filmed it, man. The great, the transition throughout the scene between the three dojos, how they connected, another just another reason to praise the the writers, man, how great and brilliant they are. And you saw the three different philosophies, you know? Yeah. Daniel is, uh, based on the episode title, I took it to understand that Daniel was the good.
1: Okay. And I was going to ask uh, you that. I was going to ask you, who do you think? It, <laughs> oh. was, it was probably a stupid question, but who do you think the, the good is? Who do you think the bad is? Who do you think the badass is? So again, it's probably a stupid question, but go ahead and tell us, man.
2: Oh, no, no worries at all, man. And the, the good, Daniel and Miyagi-Do, the bad, uh, I was gonna go with Crease and Cobra Kai, and the badass, I was gonna go Johnny and Eagle Fang. Oh, for sure,
1: for <laughs> sure, All right, brother. Yeah, What man, are your so, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, pretty cool opening scene. A lot of a lot of jump cuts, and it, it kind of continued, you know, throughout the scene. And I'll I'll get to that later. But um, yeah, dude, you described it perfectly with regards to how it played out. A couple of things that I want to point out, man. I, I think jo- Johnny was still, how do I say it? He was still trying to buy not by but he was still trying to convince himself that eagle fang was was a dope name that's what i wrote just the way he was saying it right like you know uh because eagles don't get shit on right and so uh, yeah they're the ones who do the shitting so it's kind of like you're convincing yourself at least that's how i felt man because yeah you know me you and my thoughts and, and and opinions with the name bro so that's what i wrote down but uh it's pretty cool, man. I like what he said as well. He said just don't forget being a badass. So there you go, right? That's why you said, you know, the badass was, you know, Johnny and Eagle Fang, but I love what he said, just don't forget being a badass doesn't mean being an asshole. So I like that. Uh, another thing that you didn't point out. I love this, you know, uh when Daniel said one of the things that Miyagi taught him was if you're looking for revenge, you can start by digging two graves. So that's pretty cool, man. I, I like that. Is, that is, yeah. That is true. Because yeah, you know, when you're looking out when you're looking for a revenge, man, you know, you can get hurt in the process as well. You know, sometimes it does more damage to you than it does to the other person. So that's again, just some Miyagi isms again, man. So pretty dope stuff. But yeah, dude, like that opening scene, like the way they just set it up. And uh we'll go from there, man. Let me go to my next one, dude. Next one that I that I enjoyed, man. Simply and not not the scene so much, but simply just the the back and forth between Johnny and Daniel. So it's when they go pick (laughs) up Robbie, which that one, to be honest, man, it really has me with a couple of questions. I guess the main question before I talk about that scene is uh, why the hell did Robbie not need an adult to go and sign him out? So they just let him walk out. Like I've never right. been in, you know, thank God I've never had issues with like the juvenile justice department, you know, when I was younger, <laughs> man, I, you know, did some stupid stuff and never was arrested and sent to juvenile detention center, man. But I'm pretty sure, man, I'm pretty sure you need an adult to sign you out. He's not just going to walk out like that. So I was like, uh, I don't know about the writing with that, man. But again, like I said, the reason I pointed it out is because of the interaction between Daniel and Johnny like those cats man they just still they're still going at it man they're still beefing right
2: it's Exactly crazy, man
1: they're still beefing and yeah you know what I what I what I got from that is 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 Johnny uh again number 1 he's wanting to be there for his son so that's pretty cool again wanting to be a better man let's tie it to the things that we've talked about in the past several episodes and then Daniel you know again wanting to uh just be there for Robbie as well so two guys who have the best intentions right now, obviously, their methods, as you said, their philosophies are different. And so mm-hmm. but then the thing about Daniel is that he always wants to make it seem like his 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 way is the best. You know what I'm saying? It's the did best, you get yeah. That?
2: Yes, I did. Yes. When he said about cleaning up your messes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, like he's the one who like exactly, bro. Like he's the one, like the perfect one or whatever, you know, and he's like, come on, dude. And I, I when he said this as well, he's like, you've been striking first, like you never once considered maybe you should think first. I'm like, what? Like, come on, you know, come on, dude. So what'd you think about that, man?
2: I mean, I totally agree with everything you say. And what I focused on was just Robbie's behavior, man. And like, I don't disagree with his behavior. Like I understand it, but at sooner at one point, he's got to, he's got to take accountability for what happened. I mean, yeah. Daniel kind of betrayed him a little bit. Yeah. Johnny kind of pushed him aside a little bit for Miguel. Yeah. But he still committed the act, bro. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. He's still he was still the one that kicked Miguel. So you you have to take responsibility for that. You know, <laughs> it's on you. But um but no, yeah, just like Daniel and Johnny always seem to find a way to just relive the past, man. <laughs> start to beeping, just, dude.
1: They're just exactly. <laughs>
2: they, it's like they always have to top one another. Oh, you there you know? go.
1: That's perfect, bro. They always have to top one another. So when he said that, when Daniel asked him, why don't you think first? Or have you ever thought about thinking first? I, love it. I like what Johnny said. You know what I'm thinking now? So that was pretty cool, <laughs> man. Just putting his ass in his place, man. And that's the thing about Daniel. I think when he gets on his high horse, bro, is when I'm like... I can't get down with him, dude, you know, because no one's perfect, man. You know, so, uh, yeah, dude. And here's here's another question. So, obviously, we know Robbie's pissed um, at both of them because he doesn't want them there, man. Why do you think he's so pissed, man, at, at both of them? I mean, why do you think this guy's, this young guy, and maybe that's that's a, a reason why he's acting the way he is because of his age, but why do you think Robbie's so pissed at both of them?
2: I think more, it may have to do with just, you know, how he didn't really have the best of childhoods growing up. And like, he only had his mom really growing up. And now these two guys have walked into his life, you know, well, Johnny was never really there to begin with, you know, and then any, I guess any attempt that Robbie makes, it seems like Johnny's always with Miguel or that's what he sees. He's always with Miguel. He's always siding with Miguel. So he's got that animosity towards that, towards Miguel. And then of course with Daniel, it, it, it had a positive path, you know, in season two, especially. And then of course at the beginning of season three, he felt betrayed and now he's just like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't trust him is what I, what I think is. So it's, I think it just comes to, he's been disappointed by both and he just can't trust him. Like he's, Thinks maybe he's better off on his own.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, though, bro. He can't trust anybody at this point, man. So Yeah, yeah. DTA. DTA, <laughs> baby. Don't trust anybody, man. All right, man. So uh, take us to your next favorite scene.
2: The next one I took down, this is Miguel and at, and Sam at the high oh, school. Love it. You know I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off, Miguel's like walking down in, or walking in the school. And uh, he passes by the Cobra Kai students and he makes eye contact with Hawk doesn't even say a word doesn't even speak with him he just shakes his head and keeps moving movement on then he bumps into sam you know they kind of both are apologetic you know sorry i bumped into you sorry this sorry that and um <clears throat> you know sam says you know she's glad to see him back on his feet um but you know hey i'll let you get back to your friends and miguel here we go they're not my friends anymore um not after what they did to you guys And so, you know, kind of see Sam's face kind of glow a little bit. Not glow, but like kind of get a little bit of joy. Yeah, she's smiling. Yeah, she feels good. And so they end up walking together to study hall. And uh, during their walk, they kind of um, have a little conversation about, you know, is it too soon to be friends again and starting all over? Yeah. You know, never, and, maybe, uh, never. <laughs> never, never right? too soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so yeah, they pretty much agree. You know, they shake hands, reintroduce each other and stuff. And then they stop because they notice that Yasmin and Dimitri are uh, having some private time, if you yeah, want to yeah. say, basically making out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're, uh,
1: <laughs> Let's do another movie reference there. tonsil Hockey, bro. Like Little
0: Johnson. Tonsil giants. Hockey. <laughs> tonsil, <giants>.
2: hockey. <laughs> tonsil Hockey. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, <laughs> but one of the reasons I took down this scene, I, I like McGill's principles, man, right here. You know, he is loyal to Johnny, not to Cobra Kai.
1: Oh, no doubt. You know what I no mean? No doubt, yeah. and,
2: um, and Hawk can't see that, you know, because Johnny, yeah, they were part of Cobra Kai. But Johnny is the one who did so much for Miguel and so much for Hawk.
1: Yeah. For but, all those guys, But
2: Hawk, man. For all of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. And um, But, you know, he uh, Hawk is just like, you know, Cobra Kai. You know, he didn't – that's all he's focused on. That's all he saw. And so it was just stand-up by Miguel.
1: Yeah, but I will tell you this, man. If they were so badass, you know, if Cobra Kai was so badass, they could have tore up Miguel. They could have jumped him. Like, seriously, if you really got so much animosity towards somebody – why don't you tear him up, once you go and you're like, yo, you know, seriously, five against exactly. one. Why don't you tear him up? So, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't do the five against one like you know, Karate Kid Part One. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly, uh, right. It just kind of shows you, you know, like, okay, hockey, you want to be a badass, but you're not a badass, dude. You know, you're not a badass. You're not again. If you really want to take down Miguel, you could have done that, and you don't. So, um, anyways, another thing that that I like from that scene as well, because you know, I anything with Miguel and Sam, dude, is dope. So it's basically really awesome to see them back, you know, and that look, man, like you said, she had that smile, man. And he had that look too, bro. So it's one of those things, man. It would have been the perfect time for them to play like a song, man. Like, I don't know why they didn't play like a, like a dope ass eighties track or I don't know, man, some nineties R and B or something, bro. Some new edition (laughs) or something, man. I'm still in love with you or something, man. But yeah, definitely pretty cool scene. Uh, also, I will say this though. I think Miguel needed to step his game up with regards to what he was, you know, saying to Sam. Uh, and he was like, "Not friends anymore. Not after what they did, right? After they what they did to you guys, and not after what they did to you." He should have said something else, but smooth. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. He should have like, nah. What after they did to you, baby? Something, bro. But, <laughs> hey, that's that's me. That's you know, Miguel's not me, man. But I love this. <laughs> I love this. I wrote this down with, with what happened at the end. Love conquers all, and. That's good, man, because, you know, it's oh, one of yeah. those things where it love does conquer all love, forgives, love endures, man, to get all, you know, spiritual and stuff, man. Love casts out all fear, dude. And I was like, OK, that's cool. So to me, man, at that moment, it was a declaration, right? It was a declaration of Sam and Miguel, like, yo, let's start this over again. You know, let's start this relationship again. Clean, Clean slate, you know, because, hey, love conquers all which we're gonna i'm gonna tie that in as we continue on with this podcast man so all right brother my next favorite scene man is um well you know what this is where we see more jump cuts man we see more jump cuts with daniel training and being a jerk and to me overly critical for sure overly critical and that really goes against how he's been before because look man you know johnny Johnny's always been kind of uh, the jerk from day one, right? He's kind of just a <laughs> right? different type yes. of coach. Crease has always been militant from day one, and Daniel's always been the soft one. So I guess you could say he's always been the good, the real calm natured one, right? And this one, he's you know he's being he's being like you said overcritical, man. So, uh, but Daniel's taking the blame. We see why that happens. He's taking the blame, and Amanda's telling him, "Hey, you gotta let it go," but he can't. So that's stand up about him. I like when you say that. That's stand up about him. He cares about Robbie so much and so then we see the director right of the all valley all valley tournament i think his name was ron he shows ron, up and, yeah. but then it cuts to and then again so those are those jump cuts man that i was talking <laughs> about man and so then it cuts to johnny training and
0: good Bert. remind me not to piss you off Assface, you're next
2: does my nickname gotta carry over from the previous dojo
0: you want to be penis breath
2: Assface is fine
0: Good penis breath. All right, Diaz, you're up. Imagine this is the guy I stole this frisbee from, all right? Just picture his stupid white dreads. All right, good hustle. Who's next? I can do it, Sensei. Miguel, it's fine. I got it. All right, getting a side.
1: I like that he gave Bert some props, bro. He was like, Bert. Remind me not to piss you off. You know, so Burt's putting <laughs> yes. in some work, dude. And then ass face Mitch. And he doesn't want to be ass face anymore. But uh he calls him good penis breath or whatever. So, man, it's just <laughs> yeah. crazy. But I think the whole point of that was to see, was to show the viewers, man, that Miguel's still not right. He's still weak. And he's still got a long way to go. So, that kind of ties into what we talked about on the last episode for the people that were like, why is this dude already walking? Well, he may be walking, but he still doesn't have the strength. That he needs to compete, man. So I love this scene though, man, because within that, you know, we're giving a lot of props to Miguel, who pretty much, man, is, is the is one of the catalysts, the main catalysts of the show, right? We've talked about that. And so uh what we see here, and what I saw notice is that he has a desire, he has a drive. You know, he, he yeah, he doesn't have the strength, but he he doesn't want to give up, bro. He wants to try. So I love that, right? That's good. But yeah, we see John, he's like, well. I'm not expecting Miguel to kick ass like he used to. Right. So we're seeing right there, the conflict that's going to happen between the two, man, it's going to lead to a pretty cool scene, bro. So then here, here, here's my theory. Remember I was talking about this as well with the whole teenagers on social media. Here's my theory, because what what happens? Mitch gets an alert. Remember I told you everything, everything's on the phone now, right? (laughs) Everything 24 seven. Right. So all these kids, they get the information. So again, Miguel would have got the information that Dimitri's arm was broken by Hawk, you know but anyways i'm not gonna go backwards but mitch gets the alert on his phone he says you got to be shitting me right so the all valley is canceled and then johnny they did what and then it cuts again so take us to the next cut
2: this is where uh it goes back to ron and uh daniel (laughs) and uh miyagi so yeah he's explaining it that basically he's explaining to daniel that basically the committee feels that uh it's almost kind of similar to like the footloose. I don't Have you ever seen footloose the movie?
1: I haven't dude. I haven't. You I know haven't. Daniel. Oh, okay. did, yeah. Didn't, didn't Daniel like quote it or something at in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He mentioned that basically saying that the committee doesn't want to foster a culture of violence. So, you know, they're going to cut out, um, <clears throat> or they're going to cancel the all Valley. Yeah. And Daniel's like, well, you know, they're not even going to hear any context. And, but it, uh, he kind of seems like he agrees because then he's like, OK, well, then Cobra Kai doesn't have like a free stage to uh to display their violence and stuff. So he was he was like, OK, with it. And yeah. but then Sam steps in and um she kind of, you know, persuades him to like, no, you can't. You know, you got to you got to you got to challenge. You got to fight this, you know, because Miyagi-Do got blamed for what happened. You know, they don't want basically she's like they don't want to they don't she doesn't want Miyagi-Do to go out like that. You know what I mean? Which, you know, legitimate point, man. Yeah, for sure. Definitely great PR, baby. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you know? right.
1: But but you, but you know what, man? Uh, within that scene, Daniel was getting his ego fed, man. Ron was like, if anybody, if anybody can oh, convince yes. him, it's <laughs> the, the two-time champ, which is bullshit, bro. This is bullshit. Here's why. Because, you know, this Johnny was a two-time champ as well, man. Johnny won. Johnny won in 1982 and in 1983. Where's the love for my boy Johnny you know exactly so in doing my (laughs) research bro doing my research we know that Vidal won in 81 (laughs) 81 dude the year I was born and Johnny Johnny had the look though 82 83 and so then Daniel gets all the love like come on man Johnny was a two-time champ as well man so anyways but you're right dude Daniel was giving in but Sam stepped up to the plate man which is pretty dope um again because we're gonna see that we're gonna see how Sam and Miguel step up to this man so then then it cuts to miguel telling johnny
0: you need to tell them what karate means to you how you started cobra Kai to help kids like me you know taught us how to stand up for ourselves maybe this is a blessing in disguise what is that supposed to mean well it's not like you were even gonna fight anyway of course i was training with no contact is one thing i can't risk you getting hurt again that's not fair i'm, I'm working hard i'm getting better it's for your own safety i thought safety was for pussies this is different you don't think i can do it You almost hurt yourself with one kick. One kick! What do you think's gonna happen in a real fight? Look, you already proved you can win. And I need to prove it again. You said you'd always be on my side. Miguel.
1: We see one sensei getting, you know, assistance from his student, right? Which is uh, Daniel from Sam. And then the next cut was, okay, Miguel, you know, talking to his sensei and saying, hey, you got to fight for it. So, both of them, again, though they're different dojos, they're telling their sensei, hey, you got to fight for this. So, this leads to a pretty dope-ass scene, man. Miguel oh, telling yeah. Johnny, you need to tell them that what karate means to you, right? So, Miguel stepping up, you know, and how you started Cobra Kai to help kids like me taught us to stand up. Pretty dope. But Johnny isn't buying it, man. You know, Johnny's like, it's a blessing in disguise. It's not like you were, you were going to fight anyways. Right. And Miguel was like, of course I was, man. And then Johnny, again, in his best interest, bro, in his best interest, he's like, look, I can't risk you getting hurt anymore. It's for your safety. And of course, Miguel with, the uh, you know, he listens to his sensei, man. I thought safety was for pussies. And Johnny's like, well, this <laughs> is different. This is different. And then he says, well, you don't think I can do it. So At this moment, bro. At this moment, you know what happens. At this moment, Miguel has his Adonis Creed moment.
2: Oh, okay. Is this for? Okay, is this? Are you about to quote what he said
1: here? Uh, I'm not, but let me tie it to uh, to this Adonis Creed. So again, we got to connect it to something, or I had to connect it to something. But it it really is to me, right? Because in Creed two, the movies for those who haven't seen it basically adonis creed wants to fight you know victor drago wants to avenge his dad's death and he tells rocky he's like you don't think i can beat him right and oh, so yes, at, at yes, that yes. moment man fighting in the all valley tournament is miguel's victor drago bro you know what i'm saying because he's yeah. like you don't think I okay, can beat okay now right? i see
2: how you tied okay in you there. see yeah.
1: that so you yeah. you know and and johnny's like well you almost hurt yourself with one kick you know and so you already proved you could win, and I love Miguel. He's like, "Well, I need to prove it again." That was pretty badass, man. That was yeah, pretty business. time. So. and then he I says love this. That,
2: man.
1: He says this. You said you'd always be on my side, and then he walks away. And it's kind of like when Creed, you know, he walked away from Rocky, and he says, "So that's it? You walking out on me? At least you don't have to worry about throwing in the towel this time." <laughs> so yeah, that's how I remember I turn that. that, into that's, that man. So that's at that great. moment, bro. You know, trainer. You know, and again, man, and nothing is new under the sun, man. So you always, you know in writing right or writing scripts and writing movies or writing stories you're like oh man remember that scene well let me kind of tie it in so that's kind of how it was right sensei trainer you know not gonna back up his student you know not because they don't believe in them but they just don't want him to get hurt so that's how i tied it what do you got with that though
2: on this scene particularly man, i love it everything that you said it great man i love the <laughs> the connection to creed there that was that was brilliant baby creed um, <laughs> I just love Miguel's motivation, man. When, when, when he said that line, you know, I need to prove it again. And, you know, uh, he's just like, he still wants to prove himself, man. Like, you know, after everything he went through, it's like his fire, his fuel to prove it again that, you know, he's, you know, that, that, that he's overcome that obstacle. And like, he also has his eye on the prize, man. Like he, he, you know, part of it is, yeah, the motivation, but I think maybe another part is like, hey, I want to be the champ again. I want to be the two-time champ, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and um, so that that's where I took down. But, you know, now that we're, you know, we're discussing it now, I just thought of something like, you know, it almost seems like Johnny's being a little parental on it, man. Well, like, you course. know, I think parental he sees in, him in a way. way. Yeah, in a way like, you know, I love you so much as a son that I don't want you to get hurt. So I don't want you to compete. So, yeah, it's definitely a great scene. Love it, man. He but yeah, those, He that's doesn't what want I him down. to get messed up again. You know,
1: don't get messed up. More. <laughs> hey, if we want to connect it to, to Rocky part two. Remember when, when Mick didn't want to help him fight uh, Creed again? Because his eyes and Mick slapped him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like the that, lamp. dude. <laughs> <The lamp>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, bro. It's like, I don't want you to get hurt. Like, you know, this time he's going to he's going to tear you up. So it's the same thing. Like I care about you so much. What if, what if Miguel gets tore up in the fight? What if somebody kicks his back or something? I don't know, man. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you're right. Johnny's looking out for him with regards to as a father would do for his son. So that's pretty dope, bro. I'm glad you said that, man. All right, brother. Anything else with that?
2: Uh, Just to kind of tie it back to the previous scene uh, about, you know, when he when Miguel was struggling with that technique, you know, with that kick, I just wanted to add that it, it's kind of like a reality check. You know, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you know, the, in the last episode, some people or, or in a few of back, some people were saying criticism about how Miguel just got up on his feet so fast. Well, in this episode, you know, it's a little bit of reality check. It takes time. Rehab takes time you know, it's not going to be overnight. <laughs> so, but no, that's, that's all I wanted to add to that. Maybe they could have started with a different technique and <laughs> not that kick. For real. Hey, <laughs> Maybe. But b- Bert got it. Come on, man. Bert yeah. Got Bert it. got it. Bert. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, brother. Take us to your next favorite scene.
2: The next one I'm, I wrote down is uh Robbie at the probation officer. Yeah. yeah and, for sure. and so he's, uh he goes to see his probation officer. They tell him to fill out a form He's, he's sitting down about to fill it out. And then out comes, uh, Tori, yeah. Tori comes out. And as soon as he sees her, he quickly confronts her, man. And, um, you know, Tori pretty much slows his role, you know, <laughs> and tells him, yeah, Hey, you, yeah, go ahead. And they'll send you back to juvie. So he kind of calms down and, uh, then she begins to talk to him, just kind of like put I, and what I wrote down is just put ideas in his head yeah, and she's, she's how manipulating
1: him. That's what manipulating I wrote down. Him yeah, exactly. For sure.
2: Yeah like saying how it's not fair that everybody got back to go their normal lives and while they're we're eating, eating shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then of course, then she put, um, you know, she goes, uh, after Sam by saying, you know, she cheated on you. And then Robbie kind of being a little naive, but I don't know that. I mean, that's, that's for interpretation. I guess nah, nah, I want
1: to talk about that dog. Don't skip that. <laughs> don't skip that. So we'll say, say that again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, basically, uh, Tori says she cheated on you and, uh, Robbie, Robbie is, He's like, uh, she made a mistake, and that she's a good person. That's what she said. All
1: right, bro. So here's the first question, man. We haven't had a question sure. yet, man. Well, I mean, we had For some stuff. questions, but let, let's let's uh, let's let's kind of segue into this. Is cheating a mistake?
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, it is. So bro. cheating's
1: a mistake, right? I mean, you know, so when is that mistake uh, forgivable or unforgivable? I'm messing, bro. We're not going to talk about that.
2: <laughs> oh, man, that's a whole other podcast. That's I'm a whole saying, bro, I'm
1: messing. I, was, I, was, I wrote that <laughs> no, down intentionally awesome. to mess with you, bro. Yeah, bro, yeah. definitely. You know, uh, like you said, Robbie, kind of just naive and stuff. And Sammy, what she was doing, damn it. No, exactly. right, go ahead, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and no, she basically just, uh, you know, basically she tells him uh, she'll turn on you, you know, just like Miguel turned on her is what she says. And um, but when did Miguel turn on her, though? Not to be honest, I I don't think he yeah, did. She, did. yeah, he didn't. He never like. I mean, I, I guess you could say maybe because she allowed him or he allowed himself to get kissed by Sam. <laughs> you, you
1: know, you think so? I I thought I thought she was pissed off about that last conversation where you know she was like, "Oh, you you think I'm crazy, don't you?" You know, remember so? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could look at it. That, I mean, again, it's room for interpretation. I mean, we could really break
1: this down, right? Like, uh, she cheated on you. Well, why isn't it Miguel cheated on you? Why isn't it the flip side? Exactly.
2: That's <laughs> something Robbie should have said. Exactly. exactly but yeah.
1: You weren't giving him play. <laughs> I'm <laughs> messing, play? bro. We got
2: to get off that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. But she basically ends it by kind of, you know, ah, what's the word? She throws this in his face, to be honest. She's like, it, you know, basically I know who I am and you're still pretending to be somebody you're not.
1: That's a badass line. I like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I did like that. And then, and then here's the kicker. She ends it with some advice about the home life on the application that he, or some kind of paperwork he was filling out when it comes to uh, home life to put stable. So she kind of like, yeah, she, threw that in his space, but then she helped him out. So, you know, but, but yeah, I just wrote down that, yeah, she's getting into his head. She's manipulating him and it's going to, it's going to impact Robbie as we're going to see at the end, as we're going to see later on in this episode. It's going to have an impact.
1: You know what else it does? It adds to his distrust, you know, because she's basically saying don't trust people, don't trust Sam. She's going to, she, you know, she's going to, she's going to turn on you, you know, and, or she already did. She cheated on you. So don't be stupid. So that's a dangerous spot to be in, man, when you don't trust people, dude. And and that's right. the thing where we're seeing why Robbie is going to go down the path that he goes. Cause he doesn't trust anybody. He's not trusting his dad, you know, who again, yeah, he hasn't been a model dad, but he's trying, he's trying to be there for him. He's not trusting Daniel, you know, because he says, You know, he feels betrayed by Daniel, but yet Daniel took him in. Daniel let you live in his crib, dude. Daniel let you live in his home. You know what I'm saying? And now because he called the cops and wanted to make it easier for you, you're going to feel betrayed. So a lot of immaturity on Robbie's part right there. But here we go. You know, you talk about the people that are around you, the people that you surround yourself with. So here comes Tori. And if you're not mentally strong, bro. Then yep. You're going you're gonna to listen to all these people. So here comes Tori. Don't trust anybody. They're going to turn on you. And so that's what happens. He's in a dangerous spot because now, he, you know, he's going to have this type of attitude where, okay, maybe she's right. I'm not going to trust anybody. Maybe she's right, you know? And so, uh and then the last part that really makes him question, I think that's why she said it was, at least I know who I am. You're still pretending to be something you're not. And it's kind of like, be real, you know, look at you, look at you. You have no dad. Uh, And and that's subjective. Right. You know, look at yourself. You have no dad. Sam left you. Why are you trying to pretend like you're you're this and that? Like, damn. So I guarantee you that line made him think (laughs) like, shit, is she right? Like, man, I lost. She made him doubt himself. Yeah. She made him doubt, you know, hurt himself. Like, I lost my girl. You know, Mr. LaRusso hates me. My dad's a dick. Miguel's a punk. So, man. It's one of those things where she she was playing it, so if she's if feeding
2: her, him a lie. And he's she's feeding fall him a it. lie,
1: and so if anything, let's let's tie this to because every sensei, right? The good, the bad, the badass has their model student. So Daniel's is Sam. Miguel's, I mean Johnny. Miguel is for Johnny, excuse me. And then whose crease is number one? Tori. There you go. So now Tori's following. Like now Tori. Is being the one who's gonna fill these kids with lies. So that's the way I'm looking at it right now, is, as yeah. I was talking about. It. I'm like, okay, because everyone has to have their top dog. And Tori, I think, is Crease's top dog. Not Hawk, bro. I think it's Tori. At
2: least for now, right? Yeah, at least, at least for, for now. now. Yeah, at least for now.
1: <laughs> All right, brother. So let me go to the next man, the next scene, dude. Oh, love it. Carmen mm-hmm. and Johnny. Carmen and Johnny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen and Johnny, you know, she, um, so obviously she, she was there when, when Miguel was upset, you know, and, and so pretty cool for her to go and talk to Johnny, you know, because I'm sure Johnny kind of feels like, damn, you know, I'm disappointing Miguel and he, he explains that. Right. So this is a great scene, dude. I love it. Let me, let me get the comedy out of the way. The comedy is Johnny gives her some old orange juice. Come on, bro. Come on, Johnny. (laughs) You got some vodka in the freezer or something, bro. Come on, man. At least least a
2: banquet. (laughs)
1: That's what I was thinking. Offer her a banquet, damn it. You know what I'm saying? Put it in a nice glass or something, man. Or at least some water, dude. But some old orange juice, man. But anyways, Carmen kills it. just want to start off with that. She does kill it. She says a lot of good things, man. Uh, The first thing that I love that she said is like, look, he's a teenager. If he's happy with you all all the time, you're doing something wrong. And that's dope, man. That's dope because, you know, at some point, you got to have that tough love with your kids, man. If you're giving them everything doesn't mean you love them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to be able to say no, you have to be able to say no. And so I love that. And then, um, she also says this, being a parent, making the hard choice, being a parent, being a good parent is making the hard choice for their own good. So that was business. So what we see with that though, is that Johnny does want a relationship with Miguel, man. You know, he wants to be a good person for him. He wants to be in his side. And and Carmen sees that. So she shows her appreciation for him, man. She knows that he's done so much for Miguel and, you know, she explains it. You know, you did this, you got him out of bed, you got him out of the wheelchair, you made him smile again, It's pretty dope, man.
0: I heard about the tournament. Yeah, who needs it anyway? You too. Believe me, a few months ago, I never wanted to hear the word karate again. I thought that was the reason Miguel got hurt. And I blamed you. I was so angry. You had a right to be. But it wasn't your fault. I see how much you care for Miguel. And I realize now you were just as hurt as I was. I may not want him to compete. But I know he won't get hurt again. Because you're his sensei. It's... What you are meant to be, it's your strength, your calling. And there are other Miguel's out there who need you in their corner. I know I'm the last person you'd expect to be telling you this, but you have to save the tournament. I don't know how I'm going to do that. By doing what you do best, fight.
1: This is badass, man. It's what you were meant to be. Get your strength, your calling. And, dude, that was badass. And there are other Miguel's out there who need you, man. So you have to save the tournament. So, man, here's my question as I was watching that scene, bro. I was like, where's my Carmen, bro? Where's my Carmen, dude? Where, where's my Carmen, dude? Because Carmen channeled her Adrian. So back to Rocky, dude. She yeah. channeled her Adrian, bro. She was Adrian. And, you know, when Adrian, Rocky was like, what do you want me to do? You know, and she was like, When? And so Johnny's like, I don't know how to do it. You know, how am I going to do that? How am I going to save the tournament by doing what you do best? Fight. Love that, bro. Fight. You know Love what I'm saying? Love it so, man. Yeah. Uh, and she said, you know what, my bad. I'm saying it kind of strong, but she said it all soft and gentle. She said fight. So badass, man. Love that scene. Uh, again, she killed it, man. And and we all need that encouragement, man. Even the badass, you know, so let's tie it into the <laughs> title. Even the badass person needs that that motivation, that inspiration, somebody who's going to kind of push you to, to go beyond what you may even see from yourself. Because at that point, maybe Johnny's feeling like a failure. Maybe Johnny's feeling like, man, you know, I'm disappointing this kid who I love so much. And then bam, you got, you have an Adrian, you have a Carmen who says, nah, go fight. That's your calling. That's your strength. So badass, love it. But I got another question. Where's my Carmen, bro? Not messing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's coming, bro. She's coming. (laughs)
1: all right go ahead uh go what what do you got to add to that man i know you you like that scene as well
2: i I definitely love this scene man it's just she always carmen always finds a way to motivate and bring out the best in johnny and i probably said that already before but it's just so true yeah he needed johnny needed to hear this man because from like you like you said he was really like feeling like a failure disappointing miguel by not really wanting him to compete. And you just saw that look in his eye. I mean, it kind of like what Chris said, saw that look in the eye that I know that it would never happen again. So as soon as she said that, you know, do what you do best to fight because it's your strength and your calling. You saw that look in Johnny's eye. And we're gonna again we're gonna see the impact here no know, doubt, of no this com- of this conversation, man. So great scene, Carmen killed it, man. You know, she did she did great. I just love it.
1: For sure, for sure. <laughs> she she did it. The way she just acted that scene, out, yeah, man, like I said, you know, she need she said something um, that needed to be said, but she said it in a, in a gentle way. We're like, okay, damn, like of course, oh, hell yeah, let's go, you know, like I'm ready, I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? Which leads into the next scene. So tell us about the next scene, man.
2: The next scene is the committee meeting. <laughs> so, so the all, they're having uh, a committee meeting about the All Valley. And before it even starts, you saw a quick little scene where uh, Johnny and Daniel have a little back and forth. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny.
0: What are you doing here?
2: Fighting for the All Valley. What about you? Are you gonna read from your diary? There's
0: nothing wrong with being prepared. Yeah, I don't need notes. Shoot from the hip. This is gonna be a disaster.
2: So then finally the committee calls uh, or is ready to listen to appeals for the cancellation of the all Valley. So then they both, uh, they're sitting at the top or close to the top level, you know? So they're both about to come down. And before you know it, uh, the person at the podium is retired army captain John Kreese. He basically beats them to the punch, man. <laughs> he's fighting you know? smart
1: though, bro. He's fighting smart that is, at that point. That's yeah.
2: exactly what he's doing. And then he goes up into this monologue about how at Cobra Kai, he, uh, he, his goal is to prepare the youth for the harsh realities of the real world, which, you know, hey, <laughs> let's be real. The real world is harsh. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? Doubt. no doubt, no and, and then, of course, Daniel, you know, being really unprofessional, interrupting about how he's selling a bad bill of goods and how uh tries to throw Kreese under the bus saying his students attacked the Miyagi-Do students. Uh, and then Kreese turns it on him, man. He's like... You know, if memory serves me right, it was your out of control daughter who started the fight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know what? I want want to point out some things before you continue with that. I like when he said, you know, um, violence. You know, my my dojo or or my karate, my karate. I like how he says it. Karate. It's about strength and discipline. And. Where we're not trying to, you know, incite violence perpetrated by dojos like Miyake does. So he's spinning that, dude. He's spinning the he is, he's man. spinning he the, is. the narrative, man. He's playing
2: a part this yeah. time, man. He's
1: spinning the narrative. And I love Johnny just shaking his head at the, at the bullshit, man. So uh, <laughs> he's, I'm simply preparing him to defend themselves. So, yeah, continue, bro. <laughs>
2: yeah no no worries and then amanda it gets amanda all riled up and tells him you leave my daughter out of it you pee as shit <laughs> which hey you know what if that were my daughter too you know we'd both be calling crease out on this bs on that no doubt um,
1: but she's feisty bro i like that yeah she's but like feisty
2: <laughs> and then you, did you see johnny the camera and then uh uh, again, the arrogance of... Oh no! Before I get to that, so the crease then tries to play the victim card, basically saying, "You know, hey, she assaulted me, and I had to file a restraining order. Should I call the authorities?" And then, of course, the committee has, or councilperson Roberts has, the Amanda escorted out, and, <laughs> and she goes w- unwillingly. I guess you could say you know, saying, uh, what is it? You know, that man is a lunatic is I think the last thing she said before she left. And then here's where I get to the arrogance of crease, man. He's like, uh, he states something like he's been a positive influence to his students, to his current students and the ones before. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Johnny just steps in, shouts out horse shit and, um, <laughs> starts to say, this man has poisoned the minds of the students and, be, and that he should know because he was one of them and he's a thief and a liar, which I guess he's referring to, uh, you he know, stole, how he, he took stole Cobra. His, cu- yeah, he he stole stole cobra, cobra yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and then finally, um, Daniel chimes in by saying, Hey, he put a live Cobra in my dojo. And so the council, per- the council person, Roberts and the committee have had enough. They tell everybody to sit down and she basically tells them straight up like you guys have basically built a case of why this tournament should not continue. And, I, and why I took down the scene is basically the adults made it about themselves. Okay. They, they basically just, what was the word, used their personal agendas and basically took the focus off what the real issue was, which is the tournament.
1: Okay. Okay, and what we're going to see in the next, you know, what proceeds right after that. I like that, dude. I didn't even think about that, that they were making it about themselves when it was really about the tournament. But more than that, it was really about the kids, which I'm going to get to in a second. But before, yeah, I, before I get to that, but that's pretty cool, man. I didn't even think about it till you said that right now. Uh, I like when Johnny said, uh, John Lawrence, Eagle Fan Karate did you your see honor. the face, uh, <laughs> your honor, did you see the face Daniel gave when he said Eagle Fang? So Daniel's like me, like what the hell's Eagle Fang, man? Yeah, I exactly. that. It, was, it was a brief little, you know, camera it shot. Was brief, yes, I like yeah. that. And so then, uh, so, uh, I also question this, this is a question I had, what if Daniel would have been, uh, I was in Cobra Kai, too. Remember his little five seconds of Cobra Kai? little five
2: seconds of (laughs) Cobra Kai. Yeah, I used to be one of them. That would have been (laughs) a
1: wag. Like, I I was in it, too. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, everything you said was was pretty cool. But, again, I I love that you pointed that out. Yeah, they were after their own agendas, man. I like that, man. I didn't think about that, man. So, yeah, let me take it. like you said, you know, before we started recording, this was a long scene, but a powerful scene. And so part two of the scene is when Miguel comes in, love it. You know, Miguel Diaz comes in, says a lot of great stuff that, you know, um, I'm going to put in the the audio snippet, man. But uh, I love it, man. I love that he just takes initiative, man. He takes the initiative and and tells it how it was, you know, how he thought he was going to be paralyzed, but he relearned how to stand, relearned how to walk. And then the lady kind of dismissing him, dude, you know, kind of dismissing him. And we talked about that on the last episode about dismissing people's feelings and stuff. And then Sam shows up, bro. So that was pretty cool. You know? So here it is. Like you said, it was not about the adults. It's about the tournament, but more than that, it's about the kids. So Miguel is telling his side of the story of why the tournament should happen. This lady's trying to dismiss his feelings saying he does, you know, he doesn't understand or whatever. And then Sam, bam, you know she comes in bro and i love that so backs him uh, up yeah dude backs him up dude and she's like we're the ones getting hurt so there it is man we're the ones getting hurt and we need a place. so again not about the adults agenda it's about we're the ones getting hurt so it's about the kids and we need a place where we can compete and it's about the tournament so i love that man she's fighting for fighting for miguel i love that and um it's just pretty cool man like I, like i said a lot of stuff man and, and then this is where he breaks it down
0: When I first moved here, I was bullied. I realized that there's no escaping it. There's always gonna be a kid who wants to steal your lunch money or give you a wedgie or give you a swirly. A swirly? When you uh, dunk someone's head in the toilet and flush it. Pretty funny, actually. Sensing. Instead of burying your heads in the sand and pretending that bully doesn't exist or that you could just get rid of it, What you need to do is teach kids how to defend themselves. Physically and mentally. Because sometimes the scars you can't see are the ones that hurt the most. Karate is about discipline. It's about inner strength. It's about confidence. Lessons that you can use for the rest of your life. Look, I I don't know where I would be today or, or who I would be today if it wasn't for my sensei. We don't need this tournament to do cool kicks, or to sell tickets. We needed to show the bullies of the world that we're not afraid. It's called the All Valley because it's for everyone. To give everyone the chance to show what they can do, to fight, to become a champion. And we deserve that chance.
1: Cobra Kai, when it started, was never about them becoming the bully, which we're seeing in season three, right? you know, Creasy's Cobra Kai, it's all about becoming bullies and hurting kids and stuff. And this was Miguel really, hey, it wasn't about that. He talks about how he was bullied, you know, And, and it talks about how it's just, it's always going to, ex- it's always going to exist. Like bullying's always going to exist. And this was one of those things like, man, you know what? It, it's true, bro. Like Miguel needs yep. to like, we need to play this out at, at a school district, man. So look, there's always going to be somebody who's going to want to take your money. There's always <laughs> going to be somebody who's going to put your head in the toilet and flush it, right? A swirly, right? And Swirly and Johnny, dude, he's like, he gives a description, right? What's a swirly? When you put someone's head in the toilet and then you flush it. Pretty funny, actually. <laughs> but this was, this is pretty dope. Miguel saying this, instead of burying your heads in the sand, pretending that bullying doesn't exist, because it does, or that you could just get rid of it, you can't, and that's pretty dope, you can't, because everybody's always, there's always going to be somebody who's pissed off at somebody else, and they're going to try to make your life miserable, right, so what you need to do is teach kids to defend themselves, physically and mentally, and that's badass, bro, because it's so true, you know, and not only, I wrote this down, man, not just with karate, bro, but with the truth, and here's here's why I said that, Monty, all right, so, Yeah, bro. You got two kids. I'm sure you got three kids, excuse me. And it's, you're not teaching them to fight, but you're teaching them to be smart, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're teaching them to be smart. Obviously maybe you're like, Hey, if somebody, you know, hits you, whatever, man, you have your, your parenting. But what I mean, it's about defending themselves with the truth is that the truth is this, the truth is you know, you're a leader. The truth is, you know, there's there's a great future for you. The truth is for our daughters that they're beautiful, that they don't need to let anybody tell them that they're ugly because man, that's the thing that happens in schools, right? Where kids are, are committing suicide because, you know, you have girls that, that are, are being mean girls, right? And they're they're calling um, girls ugly and saying this and that. And man, but when you arm your kids with the truth, the truth is not you're beautiful, you're smart, you're this, you're that, right? Positive things. That helps them build their self-esteem and their self-concept of themselves, man. So as I was watching that, I'm like, hell yeah, dude, you know, I want to, you know, Hey, would I want my daughter to kick ass and no karate? Hell yeah. That'd be pretty (laughs) dope. But you know, she's not into that, (laughs) but man, I want her, but more than anything, I can help her with the truth. And what's the truth is that she has a beautiful future ahead of her. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I can help her with that. I can tell her that she's talented. I can tell her that that I don't worry about what other kids say. And that comes from us, bro. That comes from us, the parents. You know what I'm saying? So that's I, I know, kind of you know, kind of segue into something different. But I think yeah. it connects to that, bro. Because <laughs> yeah, it
2: does. It does.
1: It's really about them knowing yeah. that they're special and that they're loved. You know, and and because okay, let's just tie it to the show. Look at Robbie. Look at how his life has turned out because he hasn't had anybody tell him any different. You know? right. So he feels he has to defend himself. He feels he has to fight before he met Daniel. He felt he had to steal. He had to commit crimes. He had to run, you know, run around with those kids. But when you know the truth is like, oh, no, man, there's a better life for me out there. That's what I want to you know, chase, man. So love it, man. And then Sam brings it even more. Right. Because sometimes the scars you can't see are the ones that hurt the most. So that was pretty dope, man. At that, that moment, is. though, at that moment, real quick, Ben, before I let you, you know, just continue with this scene. I, th- I thought of Macho Man and Miss, El- Miss Elizabeth for some reason, man. Like Miguel's Macho Man and uh, Miss Elizabeth is <laughs> <and> Sam. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just like, it's pretty tight, bro. You know, because they're they're fighting together, bro. So it's kind of like exactly. with those, those wrestling couples and stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, bro. I love it, man. And they just finish it off. You know, karate is about discipline. It's about inner strength. It's about confidence. Confidence. And that's what I'm talking about. Inner strength, confidence, self-confidence, lessons that you can use for the rest of your life. And I love this, Miguel. I don't know where I'd be today or who I'd be today if it wasn't for my sensei. Damn, that was badass. And damn, you know what else? Not only do I want a Carmen, bro, I wanna I want a sensei like that, dog. <laughs> That's sensei, how I felt, bro. Yeah. Like, seriously. In those yeah. two scenes, bro, when Carmen like broke it down, I was like, man, where's my Carmen? And this one I was like, damn, where's my Johnny? Where's my sensei like that, man? So uh exactly. what do you got with that, man? Pretty, pretty dope ass scene, man
2: yeah and i like the next i like the next line that he has after that too the one you said is with like what he's when he said we don't need the tournament to do cool kicks or sell tickets we need to we need it to show the bullies of the world we're not afraid i just oh god that topped it off right there you know what i mean oh that's badass
1: my bad you you're right did you see how the camera panned on crease when he said
2: that yes it did i saw that yeah Yeah. exactly
1: he's the bully right he's the bullies of the (laughs) world yeah that's badass okay cool (laughs)
2: And you know, one thing I noticed, I I, I just now popped into my head, is, I don't, I mean, yeah, obviously the show is the show, right? (laughs) But, and let's just put it in a reality, real real perspective. If the committee would have noticed, okay, Eagle Fang has a student speaking on the behalf of the tournament. Miyagi-Do has a student speaking on the behalf of the tournament. There's no student for Cobra Kai speaking on behalf <laughs> like of the tournament. I, like I just that. now noticed that. Yeah. I just now noticed that, man. You know what I'm like saying? That Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Basically, Miguel delivers, bro. He delivers oh, the yeah. title right here on for this sure. one. And, sure. yeah, the committee pretty much then is sold, and they're all shaking their heads in agreeance. And, um, you know, they say, you know, they agree to bring, bring back the tournament, uh, pending that everybody signs a waiver saying that the city is not liable. And so everybody's happy, feel good, you know. Um, <clears throat> but then crease had to get in, had to get in a word, you know. He had to uh, finish it off by uh, telling uh, Daniel and Johnny, um, I guess we all got what we wanted, but be careful what you wish for. That's right. Heck yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, I love this scene, man. Miguel, you, you've, you've made this comment in, in some of the other episodes that we've recorded. And Miguel's a leader, bro. And this is, is, he put his leadership on display right here, you know, no, you know, and um, basically the adults couldn't get it done, but Miguel and Sam stepped in and finished the job. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, let me tie what you just said about Miguel being a leader to what I was just talking about a few minutes ago about the truth before Cobra Kai, before Johnny Lawrence, Miguel didn't know that Miguel didn't know he was a leader, man. So it took somebody like Johnny Lawrence to bring that out of him, you know? And so waking sometimes- the snake, man, baby. Yeah, waking <laughs> the snake. There we go, baby. So that that's the thing, man. You know, the truth, man, comes from having parents who are going to speak life into their kids, comes from teachers who are going to speak life into their students, comes from leaders that you have, man, that that are going to just change the narrative, man. Because sometimes the narrative you write about your life is, woe is me, I'm no good, I'm awful, I'm this, I'm that. Nobody likes me and all this stuff, man. But when you know the truth, Man, it just changes the whole game. So look at Miguel. Look at Miguel's growth, bro. Like if people were just watching Cobra Kai for the first time, like season three without watching season one and thinking, damn, Miguel, you know, it's pretty badass. No, look at Miguel in episode one where he was geeky and nerdy and, (laughs) you know, getting beat up and being called Rhea and all this stuff. And now he's a leader, dude. So that's pretty badass, man. All right, brother. So go, go to the next one, man. Because, yeah, I'm the one that just did that one, right?
2: The next one I wrote down as the Miyagi-Do scene. Okay. okay. And this is um, pretty much follows after the the meeting. You know what I call it, though?
1: I call it the the love conquers all scene, baby. Love conquers all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's,
1: that's yeah. a better title man yeah. i didn't
2: want to give it away anything like that so oh, you're not giving it away space. love conquers
1: all baby you know what i'm saying
2: <laughs> it's all good so it's basically sam and miguel they're at miyagi they're still feeling good about how the committee went and you know they share a little toast to the all valley tournament uh miguel is fascinated by miyagi Do. you know um how it looks so cool and um <clears throat> But he kind of goes a little funny. He's like, it's a cool yard, but it's look, do you guys actually do karate here? It seems more like breathing exercise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Sam's like, what, it's not badass, enough. badass enough for you. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, Miguel pretty much tells him, yeah, hey, we train in junkyards and cement trucks. <laughs> and so they're kind of, you know, having a, a good moment, you know, and then.
1: Um, no doubt. Flirting, bro. Flirting back and flirting forth Flirting, basically. No yeah, no doubt, that's yeah. what it is. Oh,
2: yeah. And, and then Sam tells him, you know. Finally, finally, Miguel. Yeah, finally, right? <laughs> Not everything is what it seems at Miyagi-Do. And uh, she kind of gives him a little shot in the arm. And then Miguel stands up. He's like, so you want to take on the champ? And uh, you know, then Sam reminisces about you know their date of golf and stuff. How she flipped him over on the ground with a little effort, and so they go they spar a little bit, you know, because <laughs> Miguel tells her not to hold back, but you know, it's you know playing out that way. It yeah, sure, is for sure. So basically, uh, I think it was Sam who gets him in a lock first, yeah. and she says, "I, I got you." Yeah. And then oh, Miguel yeah. turns it. <laughs> Miguel turns it and it's got like, you. no, I got you. I Ooh, got you. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So the way they're filming it, again, another brilliant, brilliant filming is the camera's on them, you know, they're looking into each other's eye. You're thinking, okay, this is the moment. They're gonna have a, you know, they're gonna kiss. Exactly. But camera pans a little bit to put them in the center and in between <laughs> in the background who shows up none other than Robbie being Robbie t- King. Being t-
1: Robbie came to ruin
2: the moment, bro. Come
1: on, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they reversed it, bro. Because I think what was it in season two, episode nine, they did that little triangle shot between Miguel, Tori and Sam. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: And now they did it with uh, Robbie, Miguel and Sam. And then, so Robbie, obviously keep in mind, he, he seeing this, and I'm sure the conversation with Tori is playing in his mind, yeah. you know, because <laughs> all he says is like, I should have known. And like, basically he's pre- already already pretty much fall- fell into the trap of what Tori told him. And he's like, what, did you guys get together as soon as I was gone or did you wait, make, wait a week to make it look good? That, 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 tries- that
1: was stupid. Here, here's why. Here's why. <laughs> here's why. That was stupid. Number one, when he said should have <laughs> known, yeah bro you should have known man it's miguel and sam all the way baby you know what i'm saying yeah you should have <laughs> known baby right and so then his stupid ass comment you two get together the second i was gone or wait a week this is where i wish miguel was a little quick-witted man and he was like nah homeboy remember you 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 coward, you kicked me off the leads. So, my ass was in a coma. How the hell could we have gotten together? I wish, you know, At that point, I wish Miguel would have been quick-witted, man. Come on, dumbass, yeah. man. So, yeah, man, maybe you can tell I don't like Robbie. But, yeah, bro. know uh,
2: <laughs> it's all So, good.
1: continue with that. But, yeah, I wanted to point that out. Like, no, nah, come on, Robbie. Go ahead.
2: So, then, yeah, no, no worries. So, yeah, then Robbie, again, starts to put Sam on blast a little bit more, saying, so now I know why you stopped writing. And uh, Sam's like, you know, hey, I stopped writing because you never answered. Exactly. And then Why do you
1: respond back? Dog? <laughs>
2: exactly. You know, <laughs> you I'm have sure not because Pain-
1: you asked not, bro. I love that saying you have not because you asked not. There you go. <laughs>
2: I'm sure Payne didn't pull the plug every time he was exactly. laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um. he's playing, and then he's playing,
1: playing the put- victim, dude. He's playing now. The victim. He's playing the victim. No yeah. Because yeah.
2: he's like, I couldn't do it in between getting my face busted in (laughs) (laughs) pretty much making Sam feel bad. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, and then of course, Robbie's like, you wouldn't have cared anyway. Uh, And Miguel tried to step in, bro. He's like, like it's not her fault. (laughs) Yeah. It's not her fault. (laughs) Pinch it, Robbie. Stay out of this. (laughs) I like Miguel
1: though. What does he say? I don't think I will. I
2: I don't think I will. (laughs) Yeah. And then Robbie trying to act tough at the end. cause yeah, I was hoping he'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he throws a punch, bro. He throws a punch or attempts to throw a punch at Miguel, but Sam steps in, and pushes him, him away, dude. Yeah. pushes him. And, uh, and then Robbie at the end, just kind of like trying to make them feel bad. I guess he's like, oh, you two deserve each other. And then he walks away. But it's a great scene, man, just like how they filmed it with the triangle, you know, just like they did with uh, in season two with uh, Tori, Sam and Miguel. But, you know, before Robbie came in. And I love what you said about love conquers all. It was for the first time in a long time between these two, these two characters, it was a sense of normal joy. You know what I mean? After after everything that they've gone through with Sam, with the trauma. Miguel relearning to walk and stand and it's just, it's feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's a feel good moment. They were, it was just, I can't figure out the word to describe it. it was just a normal joy. And then Eric, it all just got ruined by <laughs> Robbie coming in, man. Yeah,
1: messing messing up the game, bro, messing up the play. Now messing. No, I love that you said that, bro. I love that you pointed that out. You know, because I remember when we talked about season one, their date at golf and stuff. It's one of those things where, yeah, man, it's it's joyous. It's 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 just pure and innocent, bro. There we go. I exactly, Yeah. we describe it as that, man. Pure innocent. It's um impure in the sense that it's just there's no bullshit to it, right? Obviously, these are teenagers, and I don't think they'd say, "Hey, there's no bullshit in 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 this relationship." But us, right, looking at it with with uh, veteran eyes, bro. Some of those veteranos, bro. <laughs> veteranos, with veteran, yeah. veteran eyes, bro. We're like, nah, look at that, that's, that's that cute young love, bro. That that pure love, bro. You know that love that again conquers all. You know that love that endures. That love that's like always believing. You know. And again, I'm going back to to my roots, man. You know, love love believes everything, right? Love not believes everything, but love believes and and love endures. And so, definitely, bro. So, a couple of things with that, man. Before I go to my next favorite scene, when Robbie says, "You two deserve each other." What the hell does that mean? What does that mean, bro?
2: What do you think it means? It means he's quitting. He's giving up. Okay. At least that's what I understood. Yeah. Basically saying, you know, I don't want you anymore, or I don't need you anymore. So, you know. Go do whatever you want, right. or something like that. That's kind of what yeah, I I'm like
1: thinking. like you know, all right, all right, Robbie, I guess. But you know, the thing is, Miguel's not. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I I didn't really see it like he was quitting till you said that right now. But I'm thinking like he's just he's trying to make Sam feel bad again. You know, that's He's too. trying to make yeah. Sam feel bad again. And so, second of all, with that, I'm like, damn right, we do. You know what I'm saying? Damn right, we do. <laughs> and then third, man, again, love conquers all man that's what I had written down man love conquers all brought them together again and um, yeah maybe maybe they do belong together at this moment in their life man so uh, it's gonna take it to you know to the next scene you know talking about love conquering all baby so Johnny man (laughs) Johnny's at the computer you know and he hears a message come in but then he hears a knock come at the door man so the knock at the door he goes and he gets it and uh, Carmen is it too late (laughs) <laughs> you know what I wrote down like never never for you baby you know never, never too you, late baby <laughs> and so he was like can I get you some juice or something
2: <laughs> again and, and, with the juice she, she
1: politely says no bro even her face man so uh, it's badass man you know uh, he talks about how Miguel was a true champion man and he's just very transparent he said you know the kid had his heart on his, on his sleeve man so again you know pointing out the good that Miguel is you know and he's like I should have seen him hard on
0: his sleeve, saying what needed to be said. He was a true champion. But don't worry, I didn't tell him he can compete again. I mean, I didn't even know he was going to be at the meeting. Believe me, he had nothing to do with that. Yes, you did. You had everything to do with that.
1: And then he tries to tell her, look, I didn't, I didn't tell him to go to the, to the go city to council the meeting. meeting, man. You know, it was him that he did it all on his own. You know, and I didn't tell him to compete. That was all him. I didn't have nothing to do with it. And this was pretty badass how she how she turned it. Like, yeah, you did. You did had everything to do with it. And I love that, bro, because she saw that, man. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, she she knows. Like, look, Miguel would not be who he is if it wasn't for you. Like, you had that influence. You had that impact. Yeah, you didn't tell him, hey, Miguel, you need to go to this meeting. No, it's all those lessons from the previous months, man, all those lessons that Johnny has said, hey, Miguel, you know, trying to just build up his self-confidence, it's going to come to the point where, bam, it just comes together. And guess what? He becomes that leader without you even saying anything. And bro, I I guess I'll have to say this, man. It's going to be a beautiful moment when we see our kids, right? There's lessons that we teach our kids. And when they finally live it out without us saying anything, that's going to be a badass moment, right? When like, you know, Isabella becomes that leader or something, like, you know, in a in, in a setting where we see it without us saying anything. Cause right now we're still kind of coaching them, you know, do this, do that. Like your son, man, he plays baseball. You know, I'm sure you're telling him, hey, do this, do that. But there's gonna come a moment where he just the whole game just bam, It's gonna he, click he all just together. Clicks. And you're gonna be like, damn, that was badass. And yeah, you played a part in it. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, and, and so that's the way I looked at it, man. So I love that dude. You know, yeah, Miguel's a champion you know but it's because of what Johnny did and and that's badass because Johnny at that point is a champion he's a champion in Miguel's life not necessarily that you need a trophy to be a champion and so uh it's badass you know why else is badass cuz love conquers all you know why else is badass because carmen goes for it baby i love that carmen carmen went for it i'm telling you bro where's my carmen at dude she went for it man and the tv shattered bro (laughs) and they go into the bedroom and it's business bro it is private party (laughs) it is business dude but but i'm not gonna lie man I, i have a question um maybe it's a rhetorical question but why would a woman like carmen be into johnny Two different people, man. Two polar opposites, man. And this is when I kind of wish we had like a woman's perspective, you know, because this two guys going to talk about why why is Carmen into Johnny. But here's why I asked that question, man. Again, rhetorical question, maybe. But Johnny has no job. Johnny has expired orange juice. Johnny can't cook. Come on. You know, he's cooking spam. That's not really cooking. He drinks Coors Banquet. And Johnny (laughs) still lives like he's stuck in the 80s. So why the hell would she be into him? What do you think? You know, and again, we're, 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 you know, right. We need no, a woman's I, perspective. So, hey, any ladies out there listening, you can, you know, send us some messages. And let us know. Hey, this is why, you know, uh, Carmen would be into Johnny. Bill. what do you think, man?
2: Well, first of all, I'm going to agree with you. We do need a woman's perspective <laughs> <laughs> on this one. But I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to take a stab. And I'm going to say because of the impact he's had on Miguel. That's I mean, that's. I don't know if maybe she felt like, hey, I have to be this father figure, but I'm a woman. And, but here's this man who just stepped in and has filled that role selflessly, you know, and just she sees the fruit of that labor showing in Miguel. You know what I mean? How, like you said, that moment that it's clicking, like what he's become such a great leader and, you know, a karate champion. So, I think it's that it's just, you know, she he's filled a void in Miguel and she just loves that.
1: Okay, nah, nah, that's dope, bro, because I, I feel it has to do with with the reason why she's into Johnny's because of what he does with her son. And you know, to a mom, man, their kids, man, are their pride and joy, right? For most moms, man, their sons, their daughters, man, their kids, they love their kids. And we we know that Carmen loves her kid, you know, loves Miguel. So to see that there's this man that's taking a a genuine, that's the key word, bro, taking a genuine interest. And Miguel, she's like, man, this guy is pretty dope. Why don't have to tell him to do this? Because, you know, sometimes you're like, hey, spend more time with this kid or do this. And she hasn't had to tell Johnny to do that. He just does it. So I can see why that's endearing to her, why that's like, okay, this guy, this guy right here. Here, let me, let me, let me, let me kiss him. Let me go after him,
2: man. (laughs) (laughs) Again, though, open invitation to the ladies listening, you know, hey, send us messages on on their thoughts, women's perspective. (laughs) Women's perspective,
1: no doubt, no doubt. All right, brother, finish it off, man. Last scene. I know you liked it. Quick scene. (laughs) It's a quick Quick scene, scene, but I know you liked it.
2: Various. yeah. So the last scene is, it's at Kreese at Cobra Kai. He's hanging up the all Valley poster, and you hear the door open, and uh, someone says "Sensei Crease," and then it pans, and it's Robbie. Robbie shows up, and then camera goes back to Crease, and he has this grin on his face of satisfaction, you know. And that's how it ends. That's how the episode ends. But basically, what I took down from this scene is. And this is how we're going to tie it back to what Robbie kind of went through in this with his conversation with Tori, and then the encounter with Johnny and Daniel at the very beginning. Okay, I I connected it by this is his Crease is his only option, like his only path that he sees Crease as his only option, his only path. His mom is in rehab. Johnny, he felt Johnny put him aside for Miguel. for Miguel, yeah, and he felt betrayed by by Daniel. You know, because Daniel called the cops and he had to go to juvie and, you know, all the encounters with pain. And then Crease snaked his way in. You know what I mean? He gave him the advice he needed did you to say, hear. Did
1: you him. say he snaked his way in?
2: Yeah. That's pretty, pretty, that's pretty
1: badass, bro. You can tie it into Cobra Kai. <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
2: He snaked his <laughs> way bad,
1: in. Dog. And- just bad, that He snaked he snake his way I like that, dog. He's a true, cro- true Cobra. <laughs> true
2: Cobra, yeah. And... um Cause he went to go see him when he was at juvie and gave him that, that life lesson, you know, that he needed to hear in juvie. So he was his only option, man. So again, and he fell to the trap that Tori, the lies that Tori, well, I guess, again, they're subjective. However you, <laughs> you want to look at it. Cause you pointed it out great. Daniel opened up his home and did all these things for him. But all he saw is that little, I mean, which again, I don't disagree with how he feels. But, but,
1: but it also goes back to what we said, you know, in previous episodes, I know we said this, that there's always that attitude of what have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? That's how people are sometimes, man. And that's the, that's the sad reality. And so that's where, that's where Robbie's at, bro. Like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, I stayed in your house, but look what you did. Look at the last thing you did. And it sucks, man. When people remember you for that, they remember you by the last thing. Like, you know what? I heard this one time, like you could buy a woman you know roses for 100 days and then you mess up once and she's gonna forget about those 100 days that you were bringing her roses you know what i'm saying so yep. it's crazy man and not that i'm dissing women i'm just saying no, that, no, that, was no. <laughs> that was an example that was an example of how people like you know one one mistake that you make and it's and it's over and sometimes that's not fair man you know and we make we all make mistakes so anyways but yeah brother but yeah, I, I wrote down that that was uh, Robbie going to the dark side, man. That was him just choosing the dark side. And I like how you said okay, he feels that he has no options because but he feels he has no options Monty because he doesn't trust people, bro. Mm-hmm. He has yep. that mentality. He that de- don't trust anybody, man. So, uh, yeah man, that's it for, uh, The good, the bad, and the badass. All right, brother. Tell us your running back scene, man. That one that, yo, I watch over and over again.
2: This one had quite a few, man. I had a hard time picking my favorite scene, man. And, oh, God, I'm still conflicted right now, to be honest, because I I narrowed it down to two, to two. And... I think I know which one you're gonna pick, so I'm gonna <laughs> pick the other one. Okay, well, you
1: know what? Let let me let me pick first, so that that let's see if you if you got it right. So my running back scene is
2: Miguel giving
1: a speech. That's my that's my.
2: That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you knew that, did <laughs> yeah. you? Well, that's that's the one. It was between that one and the one that I'm about to say. That was, I couldn't make up did my you, mind. Did you snake your way into my thoughts, man? Not messing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's cool. No, yeah, no, the Miguel, the Miguel scene, bro, was just like I said, um, it finally clicked for him. I'm like you, bro. I, I didn't really know where I was going with that until, you know, we, as we talked about it right now. And then I was like, oh, nah. you know, it finally clicked for him. He took that leadership. Um, he just took that leadership stand, man. I love it, man. So, yeah, that's where I'm going. What about you?
2: Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Sam and Miguel and Miyagi-Do after the committee meeting.
1: Just, Damn, bro. I was going to go there, too. See, we're, I'm telling you, bro. We're right there, bro. We're right That's there. That's why
2: I'm telling you. I had to yeah. balance because I, I love both scenes. Man. Actually, I even love those scenes with Carmen and Johnny motivate him, too, and Miguel wanting to prove himself, you know, the little conflict. I loved all those scenes, but I narrowed it down to those two, and I was like, God, which one? <laughs> but then I was, I thought to my head, I think AC is going to go with the speech. So I'm gonna go with uh, Sam and Miguel at Miyagi Do.
1: <laughs> okay, that's dope, man. That's up. So what about uh, what about your uh, favorite you know dialogue or quote from
2: this one? This one again had a lot of uh, a lot of good ones. Uh, I went with part of Miguel's speech uh, where he said, uh, "We don't need this tournament to do cool kicks or sell tickets. We need to show the bullies of the world that we're not afraid." So I went with that one, man.
1: That's pretty dope. And you're right. It did have a lot of stuff. Uh, Miguel, and his dialogue had a lot of stuff. I'm going to go with the one that really touched my heart, man. And that's, uh, you know, it's what you were meant to be. It's your strength. It's your calling. That's badass, man. I love that. So just the dialogue between Carmen and Johnny, you know, where she's really, hey, you got to do, you got to save the tournament. I don't know how I'm going to do it by doing what you do best, fight. Love that, right. man. So yeah. just that. Just that just whole dialogue sequence, man. I love it, man, because, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of finding your strength, finding your calling, man. And so when she said that, I was like, man, that's nice. And and I also was like, I know this is beating a dead horse, but I was like, where's where's my car, man? But yeah, bro, pretty <laughs> badass, man. All right, man. CK3, man. Top three characters, man, of this episode.
2: I'm going to go with Miguel. He's the automatic in this one, you know, with his speech. And his leadership quality and the, just the desire to want to prove himself. Just love yes, that, sir. man. Yeah, uh, Carmen, again, oh, yeah. inspiring Johnny. Inspiring Johnny, man. She always tells him anytime he doubts himself, it's like she's always there telling him what he needs to hear to get over that hump. You know,
1: hey, not only inspiring Johnny going after Johnny, baby. Or that, that right,
2: too. Bro. That's right.
1: She's striking <laughs> first, bro, for hey, that hey. kiss. Heck yeah. Let's go. It's <laughs> not a dream
2: anymore. Remember in season two, it was a dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's not a dream
2: anymore. <laughs> hey, I like that, dog. I like that. It's not a dream anymore. <laughs> yeah. And for the third, I'm gonna put in Sam just because she she backed up Miguel at the committee. Yeah. You know, she and Jen, I like her line about you know the physically and mentally. Um,
1: the scars that hurt the, the most are the ones you don't see. Yeah.
2: yeah. So that's pretty good, good lines, good dialogue from her, you know? And then again, she had that moment with Miguel, man. <laughs> love, conquer, and, and, love. And from
1: the get go, baby. Yeah. And she's the one who said love conquers all, wasn't it? Was it that, her, that she said? No, that I was think it was Miguel. Miguel. I think it was Miguel. Okay. Well, oh, Hey, I got to get props to Miguel right there, but yeah. no, uh, Hey, those three are my three, man. I'm with you there. Carmen, Miguel, and Sam. So no need to talk about that. All right, brother, let's rate this bad boy, man. On a scale of zero to five, all Valley trophies, what are you giving this
2: episode? I'm giving it a five, man. This is a five for me, man. There's a lot of good stuff in here, man. I love this one.
1: (laughs) Really? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Okay. Let me me get my rating and then I want you to tell me why you gave it a five. Okay. So I I didn't go with a five, man. I don't know. For some reason. Um, I don't know. I was, I was kind of conflicted, man. I, I liked it. It was pretty good. Um, I don't know, maybe, you know what, as I'm thinking about it right now, I think, you know, Johnny's been coasting in these past two episodes with like really bringing something that like, oh man, this is pretty, pretty dope, pretty tight. So, um, but I'll, I'll go with a 4.25, you know, but not, not a five for me, 4.25. I think it kind of set up for the last two, you know, I think this was a setup for me is like a more like, okay, it's going to set up for the, for the next, um, uh, two episodes, last two episodes, but tell us, man, tell us why you gave it a five.
2: I just thought it was, you know, it was great direct. It was directed really great from the start. I love the transition. I loved, um, you know, Miguel's character, his lines and Sam's as well. And, you know, just ah, what's the, it's, it's kind of like this was an episode that was turning into feel good. Of course it still had its moments, but it was an episode that it was it just it was kind of all positive throughout the episode, you know, no, uh, you know, we've had the trauma, the arm breaking, the you know what I mean? So we've had all those dark and then now you start to see, OK, OK, things are going in a good direction. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what, bro?
1: I like that. So it's, these are the it's we finally got to the feel good moments.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's good. Okay. Well, I didn't even think about that till you said that. That's good. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So we, we're getting on the positive end, right? I guess mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, the calm before the storm, though, really. But you That's know what, true. bro? Now, now that you're saying that, hell yeah, bro. We're about to get to the best. <laughs> we're about to get <laughs> yeah. to the best. Oh, man. Can't wait the for the next, next week's one. It's going to be we're very good for that. You talk about feel good moment, dog. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> we're probably going to spend
2: more than an hour on the next
1: one. I don't know, man. We're going to have to be we going to be very uh, uh intentional about how uh, about how we spend our time next week, but nah, man, that's it for episode 8, the good, the bad and the badass, man.
2: Anything you want to say before we sign out? Oh man, hey, just again, you know, thank you for allowing me to join in this journey again and thank you to everyone listening. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Feels so great to hear all the positive messages that they sent us, you know, and just glad people are listening and muchas gracias. Very appreciative as always. For
1: sure. For sure. Well, you know what to do if you're listening on Apple, make sure to hit those five stars and rate us five stars. And if you have time, leave us a review. We love reading the reviews and the positive feedback that you provide to us. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button so you're well aware of when each Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast episode comes out so thank you again and we can't wait to be back because Cobra Kai never dies never dies alright buddy.